tonight on an all-new Monsterland. It's an expedition Bigfoot breakdown, and we're going to do it with one of the stars. Or are we? Where's Ronnie? We're going to find out and talk to the man he replaced as a star is born in Monsterland. Tell me something, boy. Are you trying to fill that cast void in this new show? La, 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 let's go! a wicked mystery, a paranormal perfect storm known simply as Monsterland. The Monsterland podcast is recorded live in an undisclosed location somewhere in the heart of high strangeness, just outside of Monsterland, Massachusetts. And now, here are your hosts from Travel Channel's Expedition Bigfoot, author-researcher Ronnie LeBlanc, and from History's The Curse of Oak Island Drilling Down, actor-host Maddie Blake. Greetings, monsters. It is I, your faithful servant, Maddie. Across the desk from me, the new star, Ronnie LeBlanc. What's up? And, of course, pressing all the right buttons and making all the right decisions, at least professionally, not his personal life, <laughs> producer Dave. Super producer Dave. I love pushing all your buttons, Maddie. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, if you're just joining us for the first time because of the show Expedition Bigfoot, which we assume we'll get at least a couple newbies because of the new show Expedition Bigfoot, which as we record this premiered last night, Sunday, December 8th, um, mm-hmm. one of the stars of the show, Ronnie the Blanc, as I mentioned in the cold open, though, he didn't really appear in the first episode. We're going to get into why. And if you watch the episode, there's a huge tease as to why. In fact, we will talk to the why tonight on the show. Isn't that cool? It is really cool. So we are your authority, besides Bryce's podcast, I would assume. Right. He'll cover it a little bit here (laughs) and there, I'm sure. Um, You know, if you're a fan of the show, uh, well, we've got one of the main players right here. And uh, if you are new to Monsterland, I'm Matty Blake, as the intro said. This is Ronnie. Uh, We chronicle the paranormal, the strange, the unexplained. Uh, I'm an experiencer of paranormal since I was a kid, have been fascinated by the subject, have spent uh, the greater part of my adult life uh, trying to find out what's going on with this stuff. And Ronnie LeBlanc, also an experiencer, author, lecturer. And we talk about the stuff. We take the topic seriously. We do not take ourselves seriously, as you will hear if you listen uh-uh. to this thing for any amount of time. <laughs> In fact, one of the critiques of the show, <laughs> we really don't take it seriously, but we do. Uh... <laughs> we, uh, we, well, I'll tell you ha- one thing we take seriously. I'm not helping, am I? No, you're not. No, no. Uh, one thing we definitely take seriously are credible witnesses. Yes. And we are an advocate for credible witnesses. Um, and I honestly think the fun that we have actually helps to that regard. Here's the thing that short-sighted people do. Here's the thing. Oh, boy. That short-sighted people do. People who don't have a long-term vision like me. Uh, non-visionaries like Matty Blake. <laughs> oh, boy. Better oh, no. get that 30-second fast-forward button ready. It's time for another Matty rant. I stumbled into a rant right off the beginning. Oh, my God. Right the new the listeners gate. are just going to turn it right off. But here's the thing people do <laughs> is they think because they hear laughter and they hear fun and everyone's not serious and talking like this and about these things all the time that somehow it's 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 
straining the credibility of yeah. it. And it's Good the point. opposite. I think by having fun, by being a normal guy, a normal gal, yeah. and but discussing these things earnestly, if we are constantly talking in hushed tones about this stuff, right? and everyone is super uber, uber serious, to me, it indicates probably a little bit of overcompensation. And I think you need to be able to talk about this stuff like a regular dude. And you and I trend to like, we like to have fun. And if we, here's my point. If we tried to be something we weren't, if we tried to not have fun while we were discussing these things, that would be phony. It would be. Right? We wouldn't be ourselves, right? We wouldn't be kind of yes. our personalities and, and why we're into this and why, you know, this, yes. this works. And I think a lot of people, when they hear a topic like this and they hear fun, they immediately think, they're not taking it serious. This isn't. Yeah. It's like, get out of here, man. Get out. See, I think you guys talk about the unexplained and the journey towards the unexplained and trying to unearth the unexplained is what's fun about it. If you're someone that takes it uber seriously, it's almost like you think you have all the answers when you guys are saying we don't have the answers and that's what's fun. Right. Amazing point. Um, but actually, Ronnie does have the answers now. No. <laughs> I think he's getting real close. I, I, may have, I might have looked through the window a little bit, but I, yeah. don't, think I, I don't know. All right. Well, let's get it's into crazy. it. Let's get into it. Um so as I mentioned tonight in the show, we're going to talk to one of the stars of the show. We're going to find out what happened to that star. We'll get into that in just a few minutes. But we're going to start off the episode as we do most weeks with America's favorite segment, The Ronnie Report. Ronnie, so much to get into. Uh, so let's start the report with what, of course, we have to lead with Expedition Bigfoot. Your new show premiered last night. Uh, yep, episode one. Right. And, and again, you weren't in it. But you're going to be probably episode two or three. I mean, you got to be right behind. Yeah. After that, so the tease last night. Yeah. If you didn't watch it, uh, spoiler alert: one of the cast members uh, falls ill and is Correct. basically removed from the show, which is probably everyone's nightmare. I know for for RPG, and we're going to be talking to him shortly. This was like his dream oh my to god be, to be doing this and i can't wait to ask him about that tonight you know this well let, let's talk about who we're talking about rpg yeah. his real yeah. name is ryan and um basically ryan's uh he, he's from rhode island really he's from the east coast and oh, i'll um, meet him he, for coffee yeah man he's he's a uh he's a bigfoot researcher he's been doing this for a long time encyclopedia uh leans towards the native american side of things which ah, is awesome we which can talk you to love. Him about that yeah yeah and uh, just a great guy. And if anyone's seen the show last night, the first episode, basically he starts getting like these strange headaches, starts feeling sick. And um, doctors were kind of called in to look at him and see what was going on. And they couldn't figure out what was happening. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. But Well, I thought the episode was awesome. Did you like it? Oh, my God. And, cool. and it's like, you know, I'm a kid on Christmas morning awaiting your arrival, like Santa Claus. Well, I was really curious, like what your thoughts were, because I know that you're a, you're a huge fan of, okay. of TV and you're okay. critical and I want to yes. get your, your feedback. All right. I'm going to review it. Okay. That'd be great. All right. I'll and I'm going to pretend you're not on the show. Okay. Number one, do you have the clip from the very beginning? Uh, yes. I think so I sent everything to Dave, but Dave, I can, I don't know what you titled them. Number one, the show started right off the bat. Very first thing with, with a phone call. <laughs> Hello. Hello. That's you, yeah. that's Did you phone. order pizza from Domino's? You know that's your phone, Maddie. No way. Yes. 
Oh my god! Hold on, I'm gonna take the slap in the air. Hold on, do it, do it. Hello. Hello. Hi. Max, can I put you live on the air? Uh, what? Max, you're live on Monsterland, the podcast. <laughs> you're live on Monsterland. Oh, hello. What up, Mad Max? <laughs> well, you're actually live on tape, yeah. so we can edit this if you say something stupid. Okay. <laughs> Father of the year. <laughs> what do you want? Why are you calling me in the middle of you? No recording. <laughs> I mean, oh, wait, people listening. <laughs> hey, son, I'm totally supportive of everything you do. <laughs> what can I do for you? Max, sing sing for the Monsterland audience. Oh, Give them a dude. little something. Let's hit, let's hear the golden pipes. He goes, oh. <laughs> Max, Max, Daddy's too busy to talk to you. Let's <laughs> try me again some other time. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, Max. Get Daddy a beer. <laughs> Max, hold on. Is mommy there too? I hear mommy. <laughs> I'm going to take a bite of this cookie and just listen. This is great. All right. Um, listen, what do you want? Um, I don't know. <clears throat> well, I was just seeing where you were at because Max wants to, me to go get him food because he doesn't want to go to the grocery store with me. <laughs> I didn't know what time you were coming home. This can is imagine, really derailed. Can you imagine people listening for the first time to this podcast right now? What they're thinking. Just like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy crap. Hey, can you guys get me Taco Bell? What kind of paranormal hell have I stumbled into? This is literally more torturous than being captured by a Bigfoot and stuck into a cave, I would imagine. Um... All right, so you're just checking up on me. Great. Now everyone in the podcast world knows that I get checked up on by my <laughs> wife, who I'm subservient to. Okay. I have something um, really important to tell you, honey. Yes. <laughs> oh! I've trained her well. See what she did? She did the old hand. This was... I, I did that. How many times I do that to her on my old radio show? My oh old my radio God. show. I hung up on her like 15 times on the old radio show. And she fell for it every time. She'd call, would have her on Maddie and Nick. I used to have yeah, a radio show yeah. here in Boston. And uh, she would call up, and every time I'd give Nick a look, he'd be like, he'd start shaking. He'd be like, don't do it to her. Don't. I'd be like, oh, honey, you know what? She'd be like, what? And I'd hang up like, every time. I heard so, somebody do one. I forget what. It was some celebrity was on some podcast, uh, and, and they were wrapping up the interview, and the celebrity said, what's tall, smart, handsome, and disappears without saying goodbye? And the host is like, I don't know who. Boom. <laughs> Silence. Silence. Yeah. You know the old bat one, don't you? Yeah. No. What's black has a little small wee -wee. penis and uh, hangs down. And then the person says, oh, I don't know. You say a bat. Okay. Now what's white has a huge dick and hangs up. And then you hang up on it. <laughs> uh, sorry for the curse. All right. So uh, the show yes. started right <clears throat> out of the gate like this. Sorry, the show started right out of the gate like this. As I go from left to right, it's going to tell me if there's something out there putting out a heat trace. So 
you guys discovered, now I can talk about it, you yeah. you came up with a thermal image of what was analyzed <laughs> to be apparently an upright, large, primate-like creature in the woods where you had reports of tracks and all this activity, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So you and I knew about that for months now. Right. And we had to sit on that one. I'm used to doing that, sitting on secrets with my <laughs> gig. Uh, when I turned the show on and I assumed that this show, like most other shows, I would think, many other shows, I assumed we would get that in episode 9 or 12, whatever this run is. Sure, right. Or 13, yeah. if it's a 13-ep run. When they opened with it, I went, yep. I know. I was good on them. freaking stoked. Good on Travel, good on Ginsburg, whoever made that call. Yep. Brilliant decision. Because it's like, yeah, we've got this thing. We're not going to tease it for 10 episodes. We're not. We're going to open with it and show it to you. And, and now you know what the, the stakes are set high. You got, you got evidence, and we know it. And I love that decision. I was so excited. And I, right? and I was able to see kind of a sneak peek of some of these and what they were going to do beforehand. Mm-hmm. But then you didn't know what the final edit's going to be. Sure, right? you never so, know. They changed that right up to the last minute, by yeah, the way. Yeah, exactly. I've, I, been, I've done VO to, to what was supposed to be Final Cut before, seen the episode, and it was different. And then I hear from the producer, oh, yeah. It was a final, final cut. Like, we had to do yeah. the final, final cut. So you never know. I was nervous that they were going to not do it. Yeah. Like, they were going to change their yeah, mind. You, you've actually, I just got the word from the travel. You've been completely cut out of the show. I know. <laughs> uh, but, no, it, it was, I thought it was, like, a brilliant move, like you said, too. It was Loved just. Loved it. Because now it's like, okay, this is, and this is just one of these. Right. One it's, of these. Things, but this of is, the, I think, the biggest. But the, one a, of the, it's a good one. Yeah. Because it's visual. Yeah. You know, and, and it's it, so, and I can't wait till that's further talked about and right, analyzed and right. tested and debunkers try to debunk it and experts try to. Oh, people are already jumping on it like, oh, this is fake. And, and, and it's 100% <laughs> well, real. Yeah. And it's so, I can't wait till it develops. And I mean, people say that. Welcome yeah. to my world. Like, it's right. all, you know, you get. You get a small percentage of very vocal people who are just haters, and they're going to hate on everything you do yep. and everything, and they just sit and watch TV, and they get on Twitter, and they blah, 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 and they just, like, out of hand dismiss everything that that right. doesn't fit their worldview or that they just want to be haters, you know? Um, yeah, like, Oak Island's already found something, they already, and they're hiding it, or whatever, you know? Like, <laughs> There's nothing there, and they all know it. And, you know, it's, like, ridiculous stuff. Um so I think that was a great decision. I thought the show's tone was phenomenal. I thought it was shot beautifully. Isn't it beautiful? They used the landscape Dude. beautiful because, I mean, it's the ultimate set, right? You the, can't get a more beautiful set. The, the guy that did the, the cinematography, the, oh. all the shooting was Ronnie Rose. Yeah. This guy, he's 27 years old. He's a freaking, like, phenom. And he was one of the most, like... Uh, amazing uh, artistic per- people I've ever met in my life. Mm. What he was doing, like, you know, he's sitting there dropped down on his knees in the mud trying to get, like, certain mm. shots as we're coming up things and, mm. and just, like, risking, like, walking backwards in the, in yeah. the middle. Of the, just crazy stuff. Yeah. Just and to the, get the right shots. It was you know? edited well. There was a shot of, like, Russ running his hand against a tree as he walked by and they slow-moed it. And yeah. Just, like, just... Cool stuff. So well done. Um, I love the tone. I, lo- I love the personalities. You know, Full disclosure, we spent a weekend with Russ Acord, so <laughs> right. I'm biased. The guy is, Isn't he a, just a gem? He's a gem. He's a, yeah. And so he's phenomenal. Um, Dr. Myers is phenomenal. Bryce, obviously, yep. great, yep. Tele, telegenic. Uh, yeah. you know, um, and he knows his stuff. I, I oh, can't yeah. wait to have him on because yeah. he's he's one that knows like a lot of the 
these classic stuff and, and little details that he's talked yes. to all these people over the years. But actor, podcaster, yep. phenomenally handsome. Now show host <laughs> sounds sounds familiar. Bryce, you hear that? Sounds familiar. Bryce is like the good looking, talented Matty Blake. <laughs> <sighs> like a like a Maddie Blake who hadn't just who hasn't just registered his car to drive Uber. It's getting dark in here. Is it, is, is it me or is it getting dark in here? Um, so yeah, I, my review is two Bigfoot paws up. Oh, nice! Two Bigfoot, two casts up. Sweet. Big feet. My big feet are erect. All I, all I can say is it gets just better. I mean, if you yeah, even better. Just with the the stuff that we're able to use, the technology, people are going to be like, oh my god, it's so cool. Love Everything it. that became came through was love great. it. Um, so and then there was a couple other moments in the show, Ronnie. Uh, I just wanted to hit real quick. Um, the moment where, well, let's save let's save that yeah right before the interview. Um, okay. Actually, what time is it? Because we got. Let me. Oh, so uh, let's let's get into it now. Okay. Um, we'll and we'll come back to the Ronnie rapport. Sounds good. The world is so much more gigantic than people understand, and to believe that we've explored every single inch of it, and uh, and there's nothing could be hiding from us, that shows our arrogance, you know, and our ignorance. Nobody has more experience looking for Bigfoot than Ryan Golombeski, also known as RPG. Ryan Golombeski, RPG, RPG himself. Hello, Ryan. Welcome to Monsterland. Yay! <laughs> What's Ladies up, buddy? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, prepare for an RPG. <laughs> let me tell you. It's not a rocket-propelled grenade, even though I grew up a military craft. What it is? Is I'm really into role-playing games. No, no. <laughs> goodness, son. How Rock are you? goodness. Yeah. Oh, man. I am wonderful. And uh, as a lot of people are probably wondering, am I healthy? And the answer is absolutely. When, when, when Bryce came up to Dr. Mayer and Russ and had to say, uh, basically, look, we're going to have to continue this without RPG, and you could see just the color drain from their faces, uh, as tough as it was on them, and as dramatic as it was for the audience, I can only begin to imagine what you're going through, uh, Ryan. I think it's everyone's worst fear. You know, certainly if you do this type of television stuff like I do and Ronnie does and you, but no matter what job you have, if you get a drop dream opportunity, your worst fear would be to have it and then have it taken away. Uh, talk to us about how low you got where you were at that time during episode one, when they were saying you're in the hospital, what was going on with you? Yeah. So devastated. That's probably the only way to explain it. That's a once in a lifetime opportunity. And I've literally been doing, you know, cryptozoology, paranormal expeditions, things my whole life. And when you, when you go on that adventure, you feel like it's all rising to the peak. And I was there, and I had made it, and everything was going to be peachy and awesome. Now, the interesting thing was, about a month before, I started reaching out, which is what I do. Um, I take Native American wisdom. Every place that I've ever been or if I've ever worked with indigenous elders, they've all said the same thing. Um, before you go, reach out, let them know you're coming, and you get there, leave an offering for them. And then once again, tell them you're there. Just treat them like a bear. Let them know. If you don't want to surprise them, at the end of the day, 
there an apex predator and they will tear you apart if they wanted to. Mm. And that's what I was doing. And, and I was reaching out, reaching out. Now, I don't know what happened to me, which is what's interesting about it. It's, and I think it's great that, yeah, it could have been infrasound poisoning, which is something, infrasound is something I've always been fascinated by because, you know, working on finding Bigfoot, we collected all these stories from people uh, that really sounded a lot like they got infrasound poisoning, and, you know, much like a, a tiger or um, uh, what, whales. Killer you know, whales, like yeah. Using it, yeah, using it to communicate in some way, be it stunning prey or just saying hello in the distance at the point where I was at the height of my career, where everything came together. And, and I sat in that deep depression for a bit, and then the same thing kept coming back. You are Santa Claus, man. You are the heart of Santa. You got to keep moving forward with that. And I want to say, Ronnie, I am so happy for you. And I am so proud that you get to take your own momentum and put it into that position. And and I want I want the Christmas you love the world, but I want the, the world at large to understand we're here to support each other. And just because one of us falls, it doesn't mean we're not going to get back up and be even brighter than before. So bravo to you. I'm thank God another beautiful beard is on that show <laughs> the absolute sex of luck, man. Well, absolute thank you brother and, and you know what and uh, rpg just so everyone understands this this man is like uh heart of gold full of love the the team has nothing but amazing things to say about him and rpg is one of these guys like he sent me a note over thanksgiving just wishing me happy thanksgiving you know love the love you family this guy is amazing. And and it's people like this that we need more of in the community to, like you said, collaborate, help each other, support each other. That's why I wanted to have him on, too, because I feel like he's just one of these amazing guys that needs to continue to move forward. And we're going to help support any way we can, well, too. You know? Look, it's different approaches. I found a list of people who attempted to audition for the host of Drilling Down. I wrote them hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> Mocking them. <laughs> just different approaches, RBG. Just different... <laughs> Uh, no, it says a lot about you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I don't judge. You know, I, I don't take sides. I don't take anything. But at the end of the day, uh, I think we're all mentors to someone. And the more of a page you stand on, the bigger of a mentor you are, even though those people may never say anything to you. And I will tell you this. Kids are watching. The next generation are watching. Mm, right. And, and how, how do we want them to be? Do we want them to be inclusive? Or exclusive? Do we want them to rise from the ashes of things they consider mistakes or falling, or do we want them to burn and, and burn everyone around them? You're, so you're there in the hospital. You're devastated, obviously. Well, yeah. first of all, you're just sick. You're trying to get better and trying to figure this out, right? How long did it take for you to start feeling better? And then what did you start to do to try to kind of get to the point you are now to you know heal both mentally and physically from this? What was a devastating disappointment? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they brought me in, and listen, going to the hospital, I, I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't speak. I could barely walk. I I am a, I am an athlete, you know, first and foremost. I, I grew up on team sports, and I, I love the team element of everything. So I, literally right before I went and did that, I just got back from exploring the Vienna Highlands of northern Brazil looking for the lost city of gold. I mean, I am an international explorer and adventurer with, with lots of hours under my belt, and I had never run into anything like this, which was so interesting. Maybe maybe my ass is just getting old, or or maybe something truly uh, definitely happened. So laying there, they rehydrated me, they gave me some medicine for it, uh, some basic stuff, and then and then I got back out. And with the rehydration 
and just stuff for migraine headaches, um, it went away. Now, there was a re- residual effect for a couple of days, but nothing that I couldn't work around. And that was the true kick to the nuts. Yeah. Um, you know, being, being completely non-egotistical, I am a badass. Yeah. And I will go anywhere, and if you fell in the water, I don't care if it's the Arctic Ocean and there were killer whales around, I would jump in to save you. I have a hero complex, and I want to be there. I want to have moments in my life that are so emotional and impactful that you can never forget them, right? Because everything seems to be painful. Do you remember being a kid? Like, you only remember little moments, right? And usually those moments were emotionally impactful. You faced death in some way. Mm. And so laying on that bed, man, I, I faced death. I, and it was the depth of feeling that I completely failed my family. And everything with me now is about family. And uh, I wish it upon everyone. Uh, everyone, I hope, gets to hold their own little baby someday. It is the greatest feeling on earth. And, and, and literally, I've done so many neat, kind of crazy, cool, awesome adventures. Uh, I need to write a book someday like you, sir. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I just, I got And then when we got back that next day, I felt great. It was very, it was very powerful. Uh, and I, I would be lying if I didn't say it took some time to process it. But that day that I reached out to you, Ronnie, I had been, I had been battling with it. I can't say I hadn't been battling with it either. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to love this guy. Uh, this is, he is another, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but we're just another version uh, of the same. I really feel like Absolute, man. reading about you, understanding you. You have that same sweet soul, and once again, wish you the best, man. I'll be following and supporting. Oh, yeah, man. And you know, I so what's always kind of resonated with me is um, once I joined the team and everything that they're you know just again spoke amazing words about you, and and I see a lot of parallels in in our kind of stance on what potentially Sasquatch is. And you kind of mentioned earlier on about you know kind of getting ready to go here to start sending out those kind of thoughts, those, those, those vibes. So mm-hmm. what, talk to us about what, what's your feeling on what they are? Do you feel like they are a people that have some kind of this higher intellect, this, this, uh, psychic kind of ability, this ability for mind speaking things of the, that nature. Can you tell us where you, where you stand on that and why you feel so strongly that you had to get prepared on that? almost other spiritual level before even making this, this trip. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about uh, human beings and if we're close to them is when we're first developing in the womb, the first place that has brain cells is actually your stomach, your gut. Then the next part, even your heart has some cells and brain cells and then your brain. So your brain is actually your third brain. And you know, when people say trust your gut, that's something our culture, our our corrupted elders, let's say, have moved us away from because your gut doesn't lie. You feel things, and I, I'm sure you guys do. You yeah. can feel when someone's right. You can feel when an animal maybe is. You feel it. You have intuition. We all have it. We grew up watching movies like Dr. Doolittle, and I think what those things do, I'd like to believe they inspire, but I think what they do is they make things look silly. I think a lot of media is used to, uh, to make you think those things are impossible. But I personally believe all people can communicate. Um, just there's, there's a guy named Dr. Rupert Sheldrake, okay, and he did an experiment with pets. So there's this phenomenon where they were noticing that when somebody was at work, and this could be 40 miles away, 10 miles away, it doesn't matter. But the second they decided to leave work, uh, and they, they go, okay, in their head, they maybe even got up from the desk, and they're like, all right, I gotta go. Their, their cat, their dog, would go to the front door of their house and sit and wait. And so Dr. Rubert Sheldrake, he was like, okay, 
um, well, let's do experiments. Let's see if this is true. And he was able to replicate it. So without going too deep into that, what is that phenomenon? Our culture would say, dismiss it. It's like, it's just a miracle. It's weird. And we move on to what's Kim Kardashian doing. You know what I mean? Like something very rapid and out of sync with the natural world and with our gut, which connects us to it. Now, go back to the question. I believe, um, and I don't know, and I'll be the first. I, I, I do experiments and hypotheses, and if I do find out that they're wrong, I'll be the first to admit I'm not afraid to fail. And I think that's something that, needs, that we need to teach people. Failure, oftentimes, is the best thing. Yeah, it's good. You can ever have. You're trying. You, you know. Yeah. You're trying. You're trying. And 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 I don't know anyone that came right out the gate and just nailed it. You know what I mean? And if they right. did, we should celebrate them because you got lucky, son. You know. Mm-hmm. But I think that humans, with poor mentorship, has been moving away for a long time now from the physical world. And what I believe these other relic hominids did because uh, at the end of the day it's a breeding war, we outgrow them and we just come to them and kill them and push them to the very boundaries of the world and beyond. Um, I believe they developed because they were much smaller groups. They, they didn't have as many resources. So they moved in a way of physical culture, which I believe is so important. So what do I think the Sasquatch Bigfoot, and, and when I say Bigfoot, that could be many different types of relic hominids. I don't know. Gigantic fish, sure, maybe. But it's Blackie, maybe. I don't know which exactly. I just know it's some kind of relic hominid, and I believe they are more in tune with the physical world. What that means, one of the greatest things that I feel has misled us and allowed us to mislead each other is the ability to talk. Okay? We, it's called spelling because it is freaking spell casting, you know? And people don't understand how powerful it is and, 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 and what it can do. You know, like the shame weapon, which is something that our culture uses so well. Shame, shame, shame. It's really powerful. I believe Sasquatch, whatever they may be, I believe they can talk, but they use it minimally. It's used in highly emotional moments, moments of excitement and different things. Besides that, they judge you. And can I swear on that? Yeah. Or no? Okay, and I only swear for a second. But... (laughs) They, they judge you on your fucking actions, not on your words. And that's how everyone should judge everyone, because people can say one thing and do another. And I believe their culture is one that has honor to it. You know, honor is something I feel like we've completely lost. It's just about when you get yours, you know, I get mine. But with them, I believe they are a physical culture that honors the actions and, and judges people based on their actions, and they have pursued the physical world. That's why... They can mimic any animal in the woods. Mm-hmm. They can swim. They, they're physically, you know, they are, they are available. They are, they are the, the ultimate apex predator or at least hominid apex predator. And uh, and they value that above all else. They move in small groups. And they've understood that to live in harmony with nature, um, you have to be nomadic. Because you tell me, you know, that I am the nice, I'm even nicer and more open-minded and more intelligent when I am in motion, when I travel. And we have so many people sitting, digging roots. And I always feel like it's good to have a place, it's good to have a base, but you are one root away from ignorance. And once that festers and develops, you begin drawing people like you to you, like a funnel. And uh, and, and I obviously don't want any part of that because I think that really slows down the you know the scientific process and just everything. Um, 
so I think there's a physical culture that that uh, that honors that above all else. And instead of you know looking at cell phones and being distracted by things, they are you know like what is just take a wolf pack for example. What does it do? You know, each day they get up and they cruise their territory. You know what I do in the city? I take a walk every day around my block and I try to say hi to as many people as I can and know those people. And I get more like kind of dirty looks than I get, oh, hey, you know? And wow. I've been doing it for, well, with Al, like three years. Uh, we, we don't, we, we just, I just think there's a lot of poor mentorship. And and, uh, and the reason people like us need to break into television and be a part of it is to show people there is another way. And once you start doing it, it is absolutely incredible and I, I could lead into why things started happening for me if you want but you have to understand i'll talk for hours so you gotta cut me off <laughs> uh, i love this stuff well it you, you know, know your passion shows definitely and and i i think as i said before it shows a lot about you that you were able to take this this setback and and um move forward with light and positivity and wish ronnie well and 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 let it go i know how hard that must have been but how freeing it must have been um and and your message is that you're you're better now. You're okay. Um, what's next for you? Like w- looking forward, um, what are you thinking? Well, the beauty of this situation is whether you know whether I suffered sound poisoning or something else. Like I said, I just got back from South America. Who knows? Maybe contacted something that needed to pass through my body. I I don't you know I don't know. But what this has done is giving me a clear mission. You know, I think one of the things we all struggle with in life is if we want to do something, there just seems to be so much you have to do to do it that it freezes us. Mm-hmm. You know, fight, flight, and freeze. And, and you know, you can, we can all get frozen for a while, but it's very simple. I have wanted for a very long time, and I am presenting this now to you and the world, is I have wanted to design mobile infrasound device simply prove my or test my hypothesis that they use infrasound to communicate to get to do what happened to me or simply when when there's a group of us in the woods looking for them or anyone and they're moving around us rather than making calls tree knocks or all these silly things they can just very gently vibrate and we would never know all we know is like oh it's a little uneasy or the dogs that we are with start to act weird you know right. but i think they're doing that so, so my new mission is very simple I love, you remember growing up and you would look in like the old comic books, or, um, what are they called? Oh, that I can't think of right now. But you would look to the very back and there would be like, buy a laser gun, buy oh, a Oh, yeah. The yeah, BB yeah. guns, buy six BB yeah. guns for five bucks. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh God. all day. I, Male I, sexual I, enhancement. Oh, <laughs> oh, wait, wrong magazine. Sorry. <laughs> wrong magazine. Uh, yeah, so I, I wanted to... Uh, I want to kind of create a magazine like that, you know, and I want to build a mobile system device. There, there isn't anyone that has it outside of, you know, the government. And so if I was able to develop that, it's like, wh- what can I add to the big footing world? There's already a lot of people out there. A lot of people doing cool things, mm-hmm. right? This, that, and this. But, but what hasn't been added to it yet? And that's where I'd like to find my entrance to a system, you know? And if I can develop, which I, I found one guy and I contacted him a while ago, I actually contacted him. This is something I was trying to push on finding Bigfoot. And I've always been trying to push animal, animal communicators out in the woods because none of us speak the language. These people do. I was laughed at. Yeah, I want to bring a mobile infrasound device. Let's develop it. Let's build it. Let's, let's show the process. You know, people don't just want the orgasm. You know what I mean? They need foreplay. 
And so let's create this beautiful fourth life. So my new mission is I am I am about to move home, which is something that's very exciting because we will all be getting a beer together and hanging out, which I can't wait. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to build a mobile and sit-down device uh, with my father, who is a, who is a genius. And, uh, and, I, and I have a buddy who's the electronics of it. You know, that's a little out of our range. But we're going to put one together. And in the process, I'm going to be gathering stories and potential infrasound poison. I'm going to be very focused on the infrasound guy. And, uh, and then I'm going to be asking wonderful people of self to take the journey and test my hypothesis. And I'm going to test it. I don't know how many times, as many times as I can. You know, like it, busy, kids, jobs, all that. And I'm going to prove whether or not they communicate with infrasound. And that's it. That's, that's incredible. That's my new focus. Yes, sir. Yes. And I'm very excited about it because it includes adventures in the woods and forest saving, hanging out with cool, like-minded people, and I get to invent a new type of technology. You know, my dad's an inventor by trade, and, uh, well, not by trade, it was something he could have done. And I want to honor him in that way by bringing some of these things into the world. You know, we're always all trying to, like, impress our folks, even if they were good or bad, you know? Yeah, that's friggin' awesome, man. RPG, let me ask you this. Is your gut is your gut telling you that you got hit with infrasound out there? Um, that is a that is a fascinating question, and I and I respond with a, with a short story, which is I am also a believer in all the things you guys love, UFOs, aliens, ghosts, all of that, mm-hmm. and I have scientific reasons to explain them all as well. One day we were driving down the uh, uh, the ten freeway in Los Angeles, and the three of us in the truck. And my buddy's driving, and guess what? The two of us sitting in the seat, we were on our phones, of course, just totally lost it to the other world. And looked up in the sky, and he goes, what the hell is that? It looks like a UFO. I have wanted a UFO experience my whole life. I've never had an official one. I, I read about it. I love it. My brother is like the master, but someday you'll have to interview him. He's with a monster. He's awesome, Josh. And I looked up at it. And I looked right back down my phone and said, it's a plane. I didn't even give it a second. Oh. And then we drove along. We drove further. We drove further for a bit. And, and then he goes, oh, man, that's really weird looking. And up in the sky, no lie. You know the giant triangle they saw on the Phoenix Light? Oh, sure. Yeah. Giant yeah. Light. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was over L.A. late afternoon, not even dark. And it was massive in the distance. And I looked at it again and went, dude. I was so pissed that he was interrupting my conditioning on the phone that I actually got angry. And then we rode again for a minute. And he goes, nah, dude. And I looked up and then I went, oh, my God. Oh, wow. my God. You know? And and that was my first. And it was massive. You know what's crazy? It, we were all staring at it. Probably only like 30 seconds. One by one, each light just went off. Until it was gone. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Oh, man. Uh, so, uh, that it's it's just an incredible story and 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 what you went through was incredible we we might have it's funny you mentioned infrasound and your goal to maybe prove that that is a real phenomenon we might have got audio possibly i want to see what you think i want we're going to produce dave we can play this down for him all right it, it might be hard to hear through the phone uh rpg but we have a friend dave mccullough you may know him you know dave mccullough out of squat okay. he's squatchachusetts um it's the massachusetts arm of the bfro and yeah, the, yeah, no, I, uh, I probably met him. Was yeah. working for Finding Bigfoot for years. I was the guy that met Shook hands everyone to sign him in. So I'm sure I met him at some point. Great, hey, 
great guy, salt of the earth, and he has an incredible encounter. Um, he was in a boat and was squatching um, and suddenly felt seriously ill, as you did. He, he thought he saw he thought he saw something or you know or I think trees are rustling is that right Ron yeah. and he got a bad bad feeling he felt physically ill incredible headache he just and he and it just overtook him and his instinct was get the fuck out of here get out of here and he started rowing away real fast now he had a camera going during this incident um and the man who transferred his video to DVD, which is what he asked him to do, said to him, hey, did you hear that growl? And in real life, Dave did not hear the growl. But on the video, yep. on audio, you hear a real low rumble of some kind of animal. So what we have is a case where as this noise was going on that he couldn't hear to his naked ear, he grew seriously ill. So we're going to play it for you now. You can yeah. hear it. It's a very low growl, and we took the two growls and put them together. So check this out. This could be infrasound captured on video. Play it again, Dave. Here we go. So he did not hear those two growls in person, but heard them that they're audible on the tape. How That could be. I mean, we'll send it to you. That could be... Uh, infrasound in action. I would, first of all, thank you. This will be the first one that I end up posting and, and moving in that direction. Thank you for cool. including me in it. And my, my first reaction would be, um, when you when you build a, an infrasound device, it's very simple. All it does is it tells you whether it was environmental, mechanical, or animal. Mm, and that's how simple brilliant. it is. So, so what I would like to do is, build this mobile infrasound device and I don't know if this would work, but play this to see what it registers as as animal, you know, mechanical mm. or environmental. And the thing is and the thing is you guys probably already know, the only animal in North America that uses infrasound is the American alligator and that's south. So if I come to Monsterland and I bring this device and, and we are in a known area, we, we are having activity and suddenly we'll get hit with infrasound, you tell me guys. Hell yeah. Tell me. Holy think, shit! Yeah, you know, yeah, and that yeah. would be a beautiful moment. That's that'd be a beautiful moment. That and would I be would incredible. Share it with people, you know. And if somebody else can beat me to this, and they can get out there and they can do it, they have my blessing. We're here to inspire each other. You know what I mean? And I'm going to try and get my act together and get it done as fast as possible. But uh, anyone who is listening is welcome to to try and test this hypothesis. And and I love you for it. You know, that's awesome, but, man. So, so cool, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't imagine a world where they don't bring you back for season I two. Know. I know. You know what I mean? Like, and just, just like what happened to RPG and follow up with you. I think it's a natural. So you, <laughs> you just keep the faith brother and your love and kindness to Ronnie um, as Ronnie's good friend and, and partner here in this. I just want to say thank you. Your class act. It says a lot about you as a human being. And uh, we thank you for, for sharing some time with us and, and your message to the fans is you're okay. You're all right. Everything's good with RPG. I'm money, son. I'm so, I'm a wicked pisser again. So let's uh, <laughs> let's have some adventures. And you know, know, I think and, and, I think RPG. Aren't you going to be at uh, the International Bigfoot Conference and Labor Day 2020? Yes. Thank you so much. For yeah. Me. I uh, w- what I want to share another actually another one of my missions 
is uh, I give an, uh, basically an intro 101 to Bigfooting in America. And it's a very, it's a nice and simple story just told about the history of Bigfooting with some of my experiences in it and obviously, you know, what my mission is. And I put on a show. And if I could have my buddies there, I even sing a song. Like, I am, I love edutainment. Is there anything like, we can either fight the machine or we can join it, as you guys both know very well because you've been very successful in it. And I think, like Fred Rogers, if we can infiltrate and spread that message, uh, then boom, suddenly you have a lot less assholes and you have a lot more people working together. 100%. I love that. Thanks, RPG. We love you, man. Yeah, much love to you guys. Yeah, great podcast. Uh, It's really awesome. Thanks for spreading the word. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. Talk soon, buddy. Yeah. Another f***ing pickup. God damn. Oh, shit, we're recording. Want to go deeper into the mystery? Get the book Monsterland, Encounters with UFOs, Bigfoot, and Orange Orbs by Ronnie LeBlanc. Available now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere fine books are sold. Thank you to our guest, RPG. Unbelievable stuff. That was uh, great. We got the skinny. He's okay, everybody. If you watch that first episode of Expedition Bigfoot, uh, speaking of which, brought to us this edition is by our friends at Expedition Bigfoot. Travel Channel premiered last night as we record this Sunday, December 8th, 10-9 Central. Follow an elite team of Sasquatch specialists, including our own Ronnie LeBlanc, as they journey into the unforgiving Oregon wilderness in search of Bigfoot. A three-week expedition based on science and expertise may finally pull that elusive beast out of the pages of legend and lore and into reality. All new series, Travel Channel, Expedition Bigfoot. Ronnie, we continue with the Ronnie Report. Uh, An unbelievable story about UFOs. The Ronnie Report. Um, already, you know, they, we talked about opening files, government disclosure, all that. This is an article that we posted on our Monsterland, I believe, Facebook page, nearly 4,000 UFO reports in Washington so far. And that's just looking back in 2019. That's an enormous amount. Dude, 4,000 in Washington. And you were in Portland. So what is going on in the Pacific Northwest, my friend? Because it's not Washington, D.C., I don't believe. I think it's Washington State. state. Yeah. Russ is a home state there. My goodness. <clears throat> so you've got the most, probably the most consistent Bigfoot sightings and then over 4,000 reports in a year. You know what's crazy, too? What is going on? Let's see. Um, and this is, I guess they reference this one's from Ohio, which is just interesting. Yeah. Husband, former law enforcement, and his wife is a scientist. They're sitting outside their car, recreational vehicles, I'm assuming maybe it's an ATV or something. Right. Uh, at a public campsite, and they witness a very bright light approach their campsite from the south. Erratic manner, starts moving slowly, stops. And it, as it got within 50 yards uh, of their uh, campsite, at a sense of alarm, the husband reaches for his 45 caliber sidearm. Ooh. But guess what? What? He felt unable to use his arm or lift How the many fire times have we arm. Heard that? How many times have we heard that? That happens all the time. It happened at Lemonster State Forest. Yeah. The object, estimated by the witness to have been approximately 20 feet in diameter, hovered near nearby for approximately eight seconds and then suddenly accelerated toward the west and disappeared very quickly. 
My Same God. thing that they have that ability to just Disable zap you. your, your arm and, and it's like a magnet kind of holding you back. You couldn't even move. I think it was the first episode of this very podcast. Yeah. You talked about the case file of the St. Louis Leo uh, Cemetery yep. and the man had his arm pinned against the car and couldn't right. move. Is that so wild? if any of your uh, you know skeptic friends say to you, we're UFOs, just point them to Washington. 4,000 reports That's so, just in 2019. Um, Ronnie, this next story in your rapport comes right from Lemonster State Forest, Monsterland itself. Oh, boy. And this is something that happened last year, and it happened again just this past week. Mm. You put out a call to our monsters to look into this. And so, Ronnie, I believe that because our monsters sprung into action. I'm very scared. I, you can tell from my face that I have yes, something going on. Yes. I'm like, oh, God. Sweet baby Jesus. Because our monsters sprung into action, we have a new segment being born. Monsters investigate. Monsters investigate. <laughs> we go now live to Ronnie the Black and Monsterland. Uh, so Ronnie puts this out. This is breaking news. Ronnie puts this out uh, on our Facebook page. Strange stringed orchestral instruments being heard mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. Lemonster State Forest. So he says, monsters, anyone out there in the Lemonster State Forest area can tell us if this is happening? Well, I have a blow-by-blow -blow description of what happened. This is an exchange between our own monsters. Oh, boy. A few people start commenting. Are you hearing anything? I don't know. Are you? How close do you live to the forest? Then Joe D comes on, says, nothing over by Lemonster State Forest. Tim D. Any string sounds on the hill? He's calling out another monster. Tim D. tags him. Now, where's the hill he's referring to, Ronnie? Uh, I think of one. What is <laughs> Where could it be? <laughs> monsters investigate. I think I know the area. Okay. I just don't want to divulge. Tim D. responds. Breathlessly exciting. I'm following this chain like I can't even believe it. Because our monsters sprung into action, Ronnie. Nothing on the hill, says Tim D to Joe D. Someone should check Johnny Appleseed State Forest behind the ball fields. Monsters investigate. Now, that's a real place, Johnny Appleseed, because he was from Lemonster. Uh, yeah. Another tie-in. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I guess Johnny Appleseed spread his seed around Lemonster. Much stop? like you. <laughs> I can't breathe. Monsters investigate. Okay. Tim D responds. Nothing on the hill. Someone should check Johnny Appleseed State Forest behind the ball fields. Joe D responds. This is a good mission for us, Tim. Tim responds. I'm down. Now we've got Joe D. We've got Tim D on the investigation. They're heading out of the field. But Donna Way responds. Says, Don't bother. I've got the answer. I heard noises. Donna Way says, quote, I heard it. It was the ladies of the night playing their G-strings. What? Monsters investigate. Mystery solved. Wow. Wow. So thank you. Uh, how long did it take for you to come to that... Uh that conclusion. What time was this, by the way? You know what's funny? 6 a.m., I, I was watching. Well, I'm watching them like, oh, my God, they're actually going to go out and do this. And I see Donna respond. I'm like, ooh. And then it's like, a, like basically a female dick joke. 
Thanks, monsters. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot. Jesus. So if any of you out there, doesn't matter if you're from Lemmers or State Forest or wherever, if you want to spring into action... And launch an investigation of something we talk about. Just so we can use that sound you again. You might be featured <laughs> on a new edition. Monsters Investigate. I, I freaking love it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. What happened to us? <laughs> um, do we have time for Monster Media before yes. Monster Mail real quick? Davey? Yes. You are listening to the Monsterland Podcast with Ronnie LeBlanc and Maddie Blake. I'm scared to close my eyes. I'm coming apart! Now it's time for Monster Media. So, this is unusual. You guys were talking earlier today about how you inject humor into your show, or humor injects itself, or there's all kind of injecting going on in the <laughs> studio tonight. It's about infections. And... And, um, you know, you've talked about favorite moments in paranormal movies as they may relate to real-life events. Mm -hmm. There's one franchise that I think we'd set aside as a completely, you know, jokey McJokester, and it's the Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters mm. movies are a satire. They're basically a satire of a ghost movie, right? Of Grew a up on them. Right. So there may have been some little references to actual paranormal stuff in there, but it was a goof. Now, now comes along the third movie after a long in-between of the Ghostbusters franchise. I just saw the trailer today, and I want to play it for you, and I want oh. you guys to narrate and tell me what you think, because I think it's apropos of this podcast. Here we go. Love it. What are you doing here in Somerville, anyway? Honestly, my mom won't say it, but we're completely broke. And the only thing that's left in our name is this creepy old farmhouse our grandfather left us in the middle of nowhere. Why'd you bring me up here? Entertainment value. <laughs> What is that? I don't know. This is a Ghostbusters Somehow, movie. The town what? Looks awesome. Town totally serious. No fault lines, no fracking, no loud music. Paul, Paul Rudd, Rudd. Yeah. is shaking on a daily basis. And the kid from Stranger Things. Exactly. Hey, remember that one summer we died under a table? I found this in my living room. Whoa, killer replica. A replica of what? A ghost trap? It's the recognizable ghost trap from the first from two Ghostbusters. From Ghostbusters. Right. From Jason Reitman. Ivan Reitman's years. son. New York in the 80s. It's like The Walking Dead. So they're watching footage of it's Ghostbusters. These young kids in school on a computer. My grandfather died. My mom says we're just here to pick through the rubble of his life. Wait a minute. Who are you? He finds the Ghostbusters outfit oh in the closet. Oh my God! What? Now, so the 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 fallen his fallen grandfather might be the Harold Ramis character, you know? Cause of Harold course, because Harold Ramis died. Oh. Yes. Call it luck. Dave, good call. Call it karma. That's a Bill Murray voiceover. We don't see Bill Murray in the trailer. Come on, darling. Oh, and they got the old Ghostbusters vehicle going. It's right. all dusty. They dusted it off. Oh, I love it. This is so cool. It's like Back to the Future type vibe. You know, it, Ghostbusters Afterlife. So Can what? You believe it? Now, see. 
That's something people should do with old franchises. Go, cool. Don't fucking don't fucking redo them. Right. Yes. Do another like don't time copy line it or... and redo it shittily. Or it can't be as good. Even if it's good, it's just a recopy. It's like, why? okay, it's the same thing I used to say about covering songs. Yeah, yeah, change the <laughs> don't genre. Don't give me a said that. <laughs> if you're going to cover a song, don't just do it and Spoiled do it as the original artist. Child. It's time for another <laughs> Maddie Rant. <laughs> cover the song and, like, do your version of right. it. Like, Put your style Van Halen <laughs> took Pretty Woman and brought it to the stratosphere. Mm. Don't just use the same instruments. Like, who did a... Right. Someone did Dire Straits, Romeo and Juliet, The Killers, and they just did it exactly as the Dire Straits did it, but it comes off just shitty modern version. Same with this. Weezer did, made the same mistake, I yes. thought, when they did a whole note album for of note. covers. Yeah. Note for note, as same as the yeah. originals. I, like, I actually like that version. <laughs> Get out. What? Okay. The, the Weezer thing? Yeah. No, but anyway, I I'm mean, with it's you. It's fine, but it's like, all right. So then right. you take a franchise like this, you reimagine it with a continuation, but you, you change it somehow. You make now, so now I'm excited cool. to see that. If it was Ivan Reitman redoing Ghostbusters again, I'd be like, don't, I'm not, I would it, never it pay for like that. It seemed like M. Night Shyamalan made this one. It yeah. feels right? like an M. Night Shyamalan. It feels like Stranger Things. Well, exactly. You see the kids from Stranger Things. things. Right. And, yeah, and yeah. it's funny, before yeah. I saw him, I was like, this has a Stranger Things vibe mm. to it. Because it's serious. It's not like the original, but it's also got a little humor to it. Right. You know, you can tell. Right. It, it, I'd say winks. it fits right in that Stranger Things, wow. uh, you know, drama, dramedy, cool. you know, and Paul Rudd could like plaster sheetrock and I'd watch him do that. You know, I <laughs> love the guy. Yeah. So this is fantastic. So well cool. done. A plus. Can't wait to see yeah. it. Yeah. And by the way, I'm a guy, I said it on Shawshank, the movie podcast. I think Ghostbusters is a little overrated. I was never a huge fan of it. I get it. It's yeah. of a time and of a place. But if you watch that movie... And you watch the, the other one and the oh, other one. God, uh, it's yeah, actually kind yeah. of gets bad. Yeah, the second one was crap. So I think it's a nostalgic thing, but I don't think they're that great. Mm. So uh, to, for me to be excited about a Ghostbusters franchise continuation says a lot. Pretty because cool. I wasn't a really huge fan of the original. Um, so I think this is fantastic. Looks that cool. looks fun. I will be definitely there with Max. Um, great job, Producer Dave. Thumbs up. Great my, Monster my Mail. My pleasure. All right, let's do Monster Mail and get out of here. Now it's time for Monster Mail. Okay, uh, Ronnie, you posted an incredible article, uh, and we started hearing about this story. Reports of a seven-foot-tall person with wings near O'Hare International Airport. There's a lot to the story. People at the cargo deck at O'Hare International Airport in Chicago started seeing a seven-foot-tall person with wings, quote-unquote, just outside a fence by the parking lot. Um and, and this guy saw it, and other people started seeing it. Uh, we started getting notes about this sighting. Look at, look at this. It's I just very say, Mothman-ish. Look at this. Right off the bat, what I caught. Go. As his truck was being loaded, he was smoking a cigarette. <laughs> what do we hear about, like, the UFO sightings, yeah. right? They're either Kinda smoking cooked. a cigarette, they're walking their freaking dog. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but that's you're what right. I saw right there. I was like, what the frick? We just talked about that like two weeks ago. Yeah. That the lady came up with a study and a lot of people see UFOs and stuff. Yep, sure because they're out yeah. looking at the stars, basically. Uh, so Chicago O'Hare, by the way, we the also mentioned last week. That's right. Because there was the donut hole in the sky. That's right. Famous UFO sighting. So something's going on at O'Hare or in that area. And now, uh, I think about a year ago, there were about five or six sightings of this same creature in the same area. So 
You go back to the old uh, John Keel, the windows, and yes. these times that these maybe these portals or these little things kind of open up, yes. and these things come in and out. People are having these sightings, they go away after whatever time. And yes, and it looks like a Mothman, the way it was mm -hmm. described, winged with red eyes. Talk. Red eyes. Also present was a sense of evil. Wow. Reported by previous witnesses. Quote, the witness did state that when this thing disappeared... He quickly did the sign of the cross and started praying to the uh. Virgin Mary for protection. He wow. put out his cigarette and quickly walked back to his truck. When I asked why he did that, he stated that he felt a presence that was evil and was convinced he had seen a demon. Unbelievable. Wow. So we'll keep our eyes on that Man. story. But then we hear from uh, our own Rick H., oh, yes. fan of the show, yes. who sends us a note, and he's about to spring into action. Monsters investigate. <laughs> he says, guys, this is 15 minutes from my house. I'm so tempted to drive over there right now and poke around. Monsters investigate. I grew up five minutes away from there, and I know that place like the back of my hand. Ronnie replies, go. Now, go, go now. Do it now. Do now. it now. Go. Monsters investigate. So I don't know if Rick did, but Rick, if you did, please let us know. Yes, we need a report from Rick. Uh... Robert B. said, uh, boy, Chicago winter had to be pretty chilly outside. John Schwartz sent us a message says, there's something on the wing. <laughs> Great call, John. Uh, on Expedition Bigfoot, we got a oh. lot of notes, Ronnie. Congratulations, Ronnie. Way to go. DVR the season. Can't wait to see more. Tons of comments. John said, you know, it would be cool. Ronnie, take a random guest with you on an episode once in a while. Okay, okay, I'll be the first to volunteer for the first one. I'll bring my own food even, says John <laughs> Schwartz. Um, Lauren Coleman, we oh. heard from Lauren Coleman, says, Despite rumors to the contrary, Monsterland's Ronnie LeBlanc will not be duct taped to a chair and browbeaten on Friday, December 13th <laughs> while at the International Cryptozoology Museum, 4 to 6.30 p.m., to reveal all the secret findings of the new Expedition Bigfoot program. <laughs> so Lauren Coleman posts this, sends us a message, plugs the gig at the same time. Ronnie, you will be at the International Cryptozoology Museum, 4 to 6.30 on Friday, December 13th. So yep. if you're a fan... Up in Portland, Maine. Get to Portland, Maine. Go see Ronnie, shake his hand, and um, he will... Are you giving a lecture, or are you just doing book uh, signing? I'm going to be so. hanging out and signing some books. Great. So get the okay. new book there, too. So Great. I think we got to most everything. We had to blow off a couple things, but uh, yep. I think we got everything. We're good. Um, thank you to Ryan Golombeski, RPG. What a gem. Glad you're feeling better. Congratulations, Ronnie, on the premiere. Thank you thank for you, listening. Uh, please share our podcast. It's all we got. Thank you to Adori. If you don't listen to us on Adori, download the app now, Adori app. Get it on your phone. It's an interactive way to listen to this podcast. It's A-D-O-R-I. And you can not only listen to the podcast, you can watch it. And there's links. You can comment. You can leave us messages. Get to Adori. Get the Adori app and listen to us. It's a new way to listen to podcasts. And we are proud to be part of it. Thank you, Monsters. We'll be back again next week with another edition of Monsterland where we will break down Expedition Bigfoot. Hopefully, Ronnie makes his appearance. If not, it'll be the next episode. It's coming close. We know we're getting close. Can't wait. Uh, thank you, Ronnie LeBlanc. Thank you, Matty. Thank you, Producer Dave. You guys came. You sir. You kicked some ass. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thank you, sir. And most of all, thank you, Monsters. 
as always, until next time, stay monstrous. Monsters investigate. for joining us on the Monsterland podcast. If you or someone you know has an experience to share, or if you have questions, you can reach us at monsterlandreport at gmail.com. Find us on social media at Monsterland Pod. Until we meet again in Monsterland. Oh my gosh. Oh my God, what happened to us? team of experts on the hunt for Bigfoot. This is old legends meets modern day technology. We have the most sophisticated mapping technologies to help us pinpoint Bigfoot activity. This new algorithm is going to be key. This is the place. The hell have we just found? It doesn't match any other known species. Oh my god. A new series, Expedition Bigfoot, starts Sunday, December 8th at 10 on Travel Channel and Travel Channel Go.